Welcome to Home's Room. Just like homeroom, we start off our day getting together with our homies, swapping stories, even a little kiss and tell action. This podcast contains language not suitable for younger listeners. Topics about sex and mental health. Discretion is advised. Our views are our own. Let class begin. Welcome back to another episode of Home's Room. Uh, normally, this is where I, I talk about whatever we're going to do with the episode, but I forgot to say something right before we started recording. So I, I'm gonna you're going to hear part of that too. Caitlin, I just found out that on your side, I should have had you check, but you know how we have the countdown that starts? Mm-hmm. So like you can turn that off now, apparently, from your side. I don't know. I don't see it that way, so I can't, I can't do it because I'm the host. Uh, but as the guest, you can if that seems like something that's going to annoy you, you can turn it off apparently. So that's that's pretty interesting. Uh, I don't know why or who a countdown would annoy. I feel like that's how we know. Okay, let's start. But you know, yes, there's that. exactly, Matt. That's how I know when to turn it on for the end. Yeah, ex- you know? Exactly. It's like okay, three, two, one. <laughs> stop being a dick. Um. Uh. But yeah. Anyway, how are you? I'm doing well, Matt. We're just hanging in, doing the fun uh, motherhood, career-driven, you know, all the fun things that come with that. Thank you. You too just recently started a new job. How is that gig going? Um, this is really weird because like ordinarily, like with jobs, you you also have that thing where like you can only say so much. Mm-hmm. So like I can only say so much. Um, so I will simply say it is a job that at some point in time will pay me money. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. Um, uh, I'm learning, I'm learning about myself a lot and, uh, you know, that's, that's interesting. And, um, you know, I realized sitting in a second grade class, it's so interesting to me to hear the, uh, lessons that they're teaching second graders now versus when I was in second grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like the first real like solid year. I remember things that happened in school. So like remembering like what they're, what they're learning compared to what I was learning. And it's like, huh, I don't know if they're smarter or I was just dumber. So there's that. I doubt it was you were dumber, <laughs> but you know, I think a lot of things about public school and schooling in general have changed um since we were in second and third grade which was a hot while ago Matt you know (laughs) almost sorry I was trying to do the math almost almost like 27 years something like that um so as we're recording this today is 9-11 2023 um of course I've seen a lot of uh we will never forget 9-11-2001 which of course we all know was the awful horrific terror attacks that happened in new york and uh pennsylvania the flight that was crashed and uh the pentagon um but yeah so that was 2001 and it does not um it's not lost on me um i was in second grade when yeah. those terror attacks happened um but i had a very um army veteran federal agent father who was very driven on the fact of making sure it was an important um, incident or event in my mind. I will make sure it is the same for my kids, too. I was in fourth grade when he drug me to the movie theater with my sister to go see that Twin Towers movie, which was 
super horrific as a young teenager to watch. Um, but we all walked away with a better understanding of what those days look like, what those um, survivors who were the firefighters that got trapped in the elevator shafts look like. And, you know, not to crack a joke on a terror attack, <laughs> but for that movie, I think we all walked away with a better understanding that Nicolas Cage looks awful in just a mustache. So that was... um when there's that <laughs> when we first talked like forever ago that was one of the things that stuck with me is i was like i like this chick she just, she just made a nick cage joke while talking about like grief and you know stuff like that. i have so I'm so good i'm i'm glad that that's where that went because that's as soon as you brought that movie up i was like i think that's the movie with nick cage that she made that comment about so good good yep yeah and uh you know i was a graduate teaching fellow in grad school and i made that a um extra credit assignment for the students that I taught that semester that we were in September. So the fall semester and I told them to watch the movie and write me a two page paper on it, double space, which is really mm -hmm. just a one page paper. Fun fact for yeah. students. Um, and for a lot of them, it was the first time that they'd ever seen anything that great that gave, you know, any kind of detail about that attack and, you know, there's obviously a lot that comes with that. So I think this episode is airing far after September. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice rabbit hole for all of our listeners. Thank you for paying attention and listening to our rant. But um, yes, as we are recording this, it is uh, September 11th. So. <laughs> it is. Um, I won't. I. It is, and it's one of those things that's like huge to me. Um, I. I won't go like too far into it specifically, but just know that I grew up in the DC, Virginia, Maryland uh, area. And that was a, a definitely a, a crazy time. Just after that is when my family decided to move to the Midwest because of all that stuff. But I mean, mm -hmm. like I lived in an area where, uh, you know, jets were still flying low cover over our houses. Cause that's how close we were to all of that. So, you know, that's, it's definitely something again, you know, just kind of was, um, but on to slightly like lighter things. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I got a, a really good friend and podcast co-host to interview my mom and I finally got her to listen to it. And I told her I would give her feedback to you in person and I forgot to do it before we started recording. So okay. <laughs> I will let you know that she said, it wasn't that bad. I felt way better after listening to it. And uh, she did a really good job. I love that, Caitlin. Thanks, so. Mama Holmes. Oh, that <laughs> Faye. We adore her, too. Um, that was an absolute joy. And I, again, I think we've we've talked about it before, too, or when, like, it's always a very unique opportunity for me to be able to talk to the mothers of my friends, especially in adulthood. I have several friends where I've been able to talk to their moms or have a, a, a relationship with uh, some of my my friend's moms where um, my mom died when I was 14. My dad is also gone. So it's an interesting dynamic to be able to just pick their brains about being a mom to an adult. Um, but yeah, that was a joy. She's wonderful. And, you know, I know she was kind of intimidated or a little bit um afraid to to come on to the podcast as part of our badass uh <laughs> women series or you know 
bad or sorry badass bosses or boss babes whatever it was yeah Yeah. um as part of that series so i think it was um awesome that she opened herself up to the vulnerability of an interview that she had no idea what to expect but um yeah that's mama holmes so again (laughs) if any of you listen to that episode and love it and adore her as much as we do um, please be sure to give us some feedback and tell her as such, because she was awesome. And <laughs> again, my favorite quote from that interview is, uh, I'm going to work it out or it's going to work me out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I got to learn how to let things go. So still learning that mama Holmes. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so one of the things about this podcast that I love is that we're super like real, I guess. And, you know, flubs and weird sentences that don't make sense quite the way we wanted them to, you know, like talking about episodes that to us are in real time just a couple of weeks ago, but for you, it's like months ago, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that entire time Caitlin was talking, I'm pretty sure I was like adjusting my headphones cause my hair got longer. So my hair grows up and they, I couldn't get them to be where they needed to be. And I was like, I can't hear what she's saying. That's so weird. But um, yeah, so she rolled with that pretty well. So that, that, just another another uh, feather in that cap of being a badass. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you. Well, between that and all of our other editing flubs that we've had along the way, <laughs> which we will not mention right now. No. We'll just keep them as a surprise for all of bet you later you, on. Yeah, say, yeah, bet you out there don't even know which ones we're talking about, which means <laughs> I did my uh, my job on the editing side. Just know that while we're sitting here recording, I am an idiot. I don't know what the right direction of gain it means on my <laughs> microphone. And I'm just giving Matt all of the great pop quizzes of audio editing. Yeah, um, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, we're sitting here recording in September. Um, our most one of our most recent episodes that came out was our first like I want to say it's our first hot topic episode where um, it was one of the first episodes that we recorded and we both were like, oh, we need topics that get us both heated because I think those are the most like entertaining episodes or like the the episodes that get us, you know, the most fired up. They're yeah. um, great. So we had um, an episode recently that aired about uh, women and the expression of sexuality. And I told Matt right before we recorded that I kind of wanted to have a conversation about some of the feedback that I got on my stance about that episode. Um, if you have watched that or listened to that episode, uh, if you haven't, please go back and do. Um, but some specific topics that we talked about were um, Matt had a great point of, uh, you know, men who happen to be most likely the largest critics of women and their expression of sexuality are also um, perhaps the largest consumers of um, content that women are expressing sexuality. Um, We've also, we also briefly touched on abortion. We talked about some of my experiences of being a, young civilian female in the law enforcement profession some of the comments that have gotten from some supervisors we talked about um how as a female 
as a woman, there are um, certain relationships in my professional career that um, took an ugly turn once um, some gentlemen realized I wouldn't sleep with them, is what it is. Um, so I told Matt specifically, and I earlier this week, I sent him um, a screenshot or a, a copy paste of some feedback that I got from um one of our listeners from that episode let me also preface this conversation with we have said multiple times here on the homes room podcast that we are welcome to all feedback um right wrong uh indifferent whether you've got questions comments concerns good feedback bad feedback about an episode we want to hear it all right so um I sent Matt an Instagram message where I had a gentleman who messaged me and said, um, in the part of that episode where I had a conversation with my supervisor, where I said, you know, he came up to me and he talked to me and he said, you know, you just have that old school work ethic. And I rebutted that conversation here with my homie Matt. And I said, well, why does it have to be old school? Why can't it just be work ethic? Period. Yeah. Um, his feedback to that part of the conversation, granted, I've just prefaced this with all the other larger conversations and topics that we've hit on in that podcast episode. He said, you know, it's not a question. It is a fact that work ethic has changed from the 1990s to now. And it was so interesting that you pretended to not understand that compliment. He said, okay. Uh, my response to that was respectfully, I disagree. Work ethic is work ethic, period, point blank. Um, I wanted to bring that up because I feel like there's some maybe additional context to that conversation with the supervisor. Um, I adored him. He was great. It was not coming from a place of malice. It was not coming from a place of, you know, trying to talk me down or whatever um but it all stems from specifically this mentality of millennials and our generation feel entitled we have participation trophies we have this we have that whatever um the fact that he looked at me and said you have that old school work ethic taps into that stereotype of millennials where none of us want to work hard for anything. We just feel entitled to stuff. Um, I <laughs> did not pretend to misunderstand that compliment. Um, I thought it was very interesting. But I also wanted to bring it up because the inverse to that was another message that I wanted to um, highlight as part of this conversation, Matt. And I told you, one of your roller derby friends messaged me. And um, if it's not very clear, the message that I just talked about was from a man. This message that I'm about to talk about is from a woman. And she said specifically, you were so spot on this episode. I can't tell you how many coworkers that I've had who have written me off or had you know toxic relationships with me after they realized that I won't sleep with them and I really love how passionate you are but specifically how passionate you are about women 
And I feel like it's really interesting conversation to have about those two like messages of like feedback that I've got specifically because one was from a man, one was from a woman. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just like didn't do a great job explaining that conversation or that comment. Um, I still stand by everything that I said, Matt, but um, I don't know. What are your... <laughs> Let me step off my soapbox here, Matt. <laughs> what are your thoughts about that? I know, and I know I sent you a copy paste of that um, that screen, that message that I got. Um, what were your thoughts when I sent that to you? Um, originally, I don't think I didn't know it was a dude that said it, and I think that 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 bit of context completely changes it to me. I just assumed it was somebody that like listened to it, you know, whatever could have been a girl could have been whoever. And they just didn't get what you were saying. Cause to me, I hate that too, because like just in general, any, anything that says like old school. So like as, as a black person, when you're like, you got the old school mentality of, of work ethic, it's like, so like a slave, like, is that what you're trying to go? like, how far, how far old school are we talking? Like, cause right now you're treating me like, like I'm, I'm just supposed to be doing this work and I'm doing like for other people's jobs because you're not doing your job like where are we going so like i hate that i I hate that compliment you know air quotes uh just in general but knowing that it came from a guy it kind of makes it that like get in the kitchen like under undertone to it you know what i mean like where they're like yeah you just you're you just don't understand that me giving you a compliment in any way you should just bow at my feet because it was a compliment that guy was being nice to you because after all you're you're a dumb woman that should be in the kitchen and you're not in the kitchen so that in itself should just be evident um not saying that that is specifically what that person meant but that's just kind of how i take it in that Mm -hmm. way that that's being said um but then on the flip side somebody you know messaging you and saying like how spot on you are with the with their feelings um i think that's like that's the message people are going to disagree and that's fine uh people are going to disagree and reach out and that's also fine but people are going to reach out and say i feel seen and that's the goal yes and you know honestly you know (laughs) uh matt you made me feel better when i sent that um message to you and I think your response was, um, you created a response, but that means that someone was intently listening, which yeah. is true. But that is also why I prefaced bringing up that message with the point of like, these are all the other topics that we talked about in that episode. And that's what you walked away mm-hmm. from the episode with kind of uh, a call back to our very first episode maybe second episode that we ever had where we were talking about being self-published authors and somebody nitpicking our work saying like oh there's not a comma here on page mm-hmm. 64 out of 42,000 pages or whatever that's what you walked away with in the larger scale or the larger picture mm-hmm. of things so um but yeah either way um I still think that somebody taking the time to send us some feedback about an episode is a great thing. I still stand by the idea and the concept that um, we welcome all kinds of feedback. Uh, 
if you have any types of, you know, any type of, of topic suggestions or feedback or comments, compliments, whatever, um, about prior episodes or current episodes that we have done, it's all great. And, um, I do agree with you, Matt, if, if we're (laughs) eliciting any type of response, that means that we're having a fun time and we're having harder conversations. Either way, I still feel very thankful that that was a conversation that we were able to have and, um, that you allowed me to be a part of that. So thank you so much. Um, it's always a blast here at the Homeroom <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Like I said, I, I love that series in general. And like as the episodes are coming out, I'm just like the feedback that, I, that I'm getting from people like, oh, that was really good. Or, oh, this was this thing. And like knowing that like that's what that like we just keep going from there. Like that's not it doesn't just stop there. It keeps going from there. It makes me really happy. And um, I think that was like kind of the the real like we had we already jumped off that ledge together but that was where we started to really gel and episode Mm -hmm. ideas and things that we were more comfortable talking about with each other so the conversations became more real and i really appreciate that and like today uh is a monday we record on mondays um homes room drops on monday but uh the interview with the cuddly antelope like i absolutely loved that conversation and that's somebody that i've followed i've looked up to i've you know thought like they're amazing they're honest and open and to be able to emulate that kind of thing in the in a podcast form with you is like i it makes me feel like i'm i'm also adding something to this world of like authenticity and i like that so it was a great interview and i was very thankful that i had that to listen to on my 45 minute <laughs> commute to work this morning but yeah Good. so um all right so this week on the pod what are we talking about, Matt? <laughs> uh, you um, you added to the uh, the old Google Docs. Um, can we do a uh, an episode on? I don't know. I'm not a Reddit person, so I don't know if I'm using this term correctly. But uh, the um, I don't want to say I'm not a Reddit. Per- I'm I don't know the 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 terms. I'm not hip on Reddit. Um, so is it a subreddit <laughs> of Am I the asshole? And uh, Yes. I was like, absolutely. That sounds really fun. Um, so I asked so, you. What- this topic was one of my suggestions because it's one of the types of content that I love consuming. Um, so Matt and I have both gone out into the internet and picked out a couple Am I the Asshole prompts. Um, Matt, would you like to kick us off with your first Am I the Asshole prompt? Yeah. So I asked you how many we were supposed to do and I needed to know because I, I was there were so many that were just like funny. Um, and then you were like, I don't know, maybe do a couple because like, you know, we so we have time to talk about them. And I was looking into how long some of the like explanations for the questions were. And I was like, those aren't as fun because you're just justifying why you are or aren't the asshole. And if mm-hmm. you're going to justify it, then where's the question? So I'm going to give these contextless because... I think that might be funner for some of them. Uh, uh, so, you know, there's the titles of them and then you can click into them and see, but um, uh, I think that they could be, um, 
I don't know, fun. What do you think? Do you think that that's a fun way to do it? Or do oh, you absolutely. Give... I want you All to right. do the preface of, uh, so the type of content is, am I the asshole for telling my mother-in-law off for <laughs> blah, 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 yeah. you know, and All that's right. where you start so, it and you go into the explanation. So yeah, go All off. Right. So King. my, my, my first one is, uh, am I the asshole for preparing, uh, for preferring to eat food I actually like? And, uh, I think that that one's really funny because that starts a lot of arguments in relationships. And I, like I said, I'm not, I don't, I didn't want to go too far into like what their explanation was, but I will just say, no, you are not the asshole for eating uh, food that you actually like, because guess what? If you're going out to eat and your homies or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever it is, uh, cause it's just a random username. So I don't know what you are. Uh, <laughs> but um, if you guys are like, Oh man, I want fried chicken. Oh man, I want burgers. Guess what? You can both stop at two different places, go home happy. Like you got what you want. They got what they want. Everybody's happy. Nobody's eating dry ass chicken and they wanted a burger or nobody's eating greasy ass burgers and they want a dry ass chicken. That's all I got to say about that one. Yep. (laughs) All right. What's your, what's your first one? All right. So here we go. I have two specifically. They're a little long, but I just wanted to pick um, a couple specific to the context of us being authors, us having some creative discussions about creatives, all of that. So am I the asshole for ignoring my friend after they wasted my time on an art commission? So me and my friend have known each other for a while, about six months, and they've always sent me photos of their character that they bought art of. Recently, they decided they decided to commission some art from me. I was super excited as this was my first art commission and I wanted to get to work straight away. However, they didn't know what they wanted. They wanted me to come up with all the ideas. After an hour of trying to figure out what they wanted, they decided to go with a different scenario. I was a little annoyed that I just wasted an hour, but I shrugged it off and I got on with drawing the sketch. After an hour... I sent them a drawing of the sketch for them to tell me the changes that they wanted before they paid for the rest to be drawn. They told me a few changes they wanted, so I did them, and I sent them another draft of the sketch. They still didn't like it, and they said something felt off, but didn't specify what they wanted changed. I edited it again, and they still said it looked off and then suggested a whole different scenario at this point i was pretty annoyed because they wouldn't tell me what was wrong until i asked them and they gave me a vague description once again i edited the photo i sent it back and they said uh they just said that they were not feeling it and they didn't want it anymore i was then super annoyed because the whole situation took approximately five hours and wasted a lot of my time and they barely apologize. So am I the asshole for ignoring them after they wasted my time, after I worked <laughs> so hard on their art commission? Um, I wanted to bring this one up just because we've had, you know, several conversations about being creative. Um, I personally, in my opinion, um, I can see it both sides, not to be a fence sitter. Um, I'm kind of on the side of the artist here, (laughs) Matt, um, only because it feels to me that they were doing their best to communicate 
their expectations as the artist, their expectations as the person that was creating this drawing and the person that was the commissioner, their friend, didn't really feel like they were doing maybe their best to, to communicate their expectations. It was just like, a, oh, I don't know. Like, if you're going to have feedback for a person that has, um, you know, spent time crafting for you, for you to not have solid feedback other than, eh, I don't know, I don't <laughs> like it. You know, it doesn't really yeah. feel super genuine to me and it doesn't really feel like it's a great use of anybody's time. What do I know? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you think they are the asshole, Matt? Uh, 70-30 maybe? Like 70-30 not the asshole? Um, They are slightly the asshole simply because like <laughs> you could just be like, Hey, that wasn't cool. Like I spent the time on this thing. I don't like doing business with people like that, but also I'm speaking from experience in that exact realm. <laughs> and I also was just like, you know what? I'm just not responding to you because you're uh, I, like, I'm trying to make this work between me using you as uh, like an artist and you are not like having the opposite effect of like, where like I'm trying to get give you feedback and I because I need this art to look a certain way and mm -hmm. you're just kind of like Mwah. like so I feel both sides of it like you said but um I don't think they're an asshole I I wouldn't I would think that they are not an asshole your time is valuable but also your creativity and you know whatever I I think all of that is more important I wish on Reddit they would have included like pictures of the drafts that they created um also specifically if they would have like shown something about the amount of time and effort that went into those drafts i think mm -hmm. would have been very enlightening um but i agree i don't think they're the asshole and um i fully stand by the ideal that if you want to root for an underdog root for a creative person because um flexing a creative muscle regularly and especially jumping into the unknown of um making your creative skill your um you know how you pay for food is uh, a really brave thing if i've learned that into in uh, adulthood it is that so all right matt what's your next am i the asshole <laughs> all right so <laughs> this one this one's really funny and like i specifically want like I, I want your opinion before I give my opinion specifically because it is the wife side of things. So happy. Uh, this one is, am I the asshole for calling out my wife in front of our friends because she keeps sneaking off with her phone to watch a live stream of a concert. <laughs> and again, I'm not, I didn't want to look up like the, I didn't want to look up the details because like that title alone is just so gold. So what do you think? Is he is he the asshole for calling out? Or are they the asshole for calling out their wife in front of their friends because she keeps sneaking off to okay, watch live stream? Okay, it depends. <laughs> it depends on the concert. Um, and I only say this because I have not skipped out on anything to watch a concert. But have I hidden in the bathroom <laughs> at work to watch the spring Kate Spade Fashion Week show? Absolutely. Okay. 
Did I see a pair of shoes that I absolutely had to have? And still to this day, I have. And I found the very last pair on my size on Amazon. Congratulations. And I want to be buried in these shoes. You don't even understand. They're just that beautiful. Trust me. I promise you. They're beautiful. If Do you have any details about what concert it was? No, like I said, I, I think that's the part that makes it really challenging to answer. And for for me, that's the like the fun of this. Knowing the context gives you uh context. I wish I wish I would know what concert it was. There are very few concerts that I would know or that I would allow for me to, you know, pull me from reality or whatever. But also, can we just pose the hypothetical question? Why is the husband planning social events around <laughs> live yeah. streams of very incredible concerts? I don't know. I've seen so much um as we're recording this Beyonce is on her US tour. Um, you know, <laughs> Taylor yeah. Swift is on her Eras tour. I could see several of my friends blowing off their real world obligations to watch a live stream of either of those concerts. So again, I think it kind of depends on what the concert was. Are there concerts that I would probably do the same for? Yes. Um, Off the top of my head, I would say maybe a Ozzy Osbourne live stream of concert Um, back in his prime because now he is not performing as well as well as he did in the younger age but that's okay um i don't know that's so interesting um i think it's always a fun creative discussion in the context of marriage of trying to understand and be sympathetic to your partner's interests um Specifically, as we're recording this, college football has started again on the weekends, <laughs> and I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I do not care. Like, yeah, roll tide because my old lieutenant at my old <laughs> job used to come in crabby as shit on Monday mornings if Bama lost, so I would only pay attention <laughs> so I knew what kind of mood to anticipate he was coming into work with. Um, but I don't care. You know, I don't care about college football and I know that my husband does not care too much about some of the um, musical acts that I care <laughs> about. So um, it's always a delicate walk of trying to support your partner without feeling like you're being walked all over, if that makes any sense, Matt. It does. It does. All right. So my take on is this person an asshole or not? is can you save it for a time when you are doing the same thing and she gets mad because if you can then yes you're an asshole save that save that because like i can't tell you how many times we've had to go do something on a race weekend and i'm like dude i wanted to watch the race but i guess i won't because we have to go do this thing and then i learned if i uh if i sneak away or if i try and listen to it then it's like, I can't be mad later on when she's not happy about doing something or she's like, oh, no, I just want to try and watch this. Or she's playing games on her phone because she's bored. Like, there's a there's a give and take. There's a give and take. So if you're if you're going to just complain about it, call her out. But you also do the same thing. Then, yes, you are an asshole. If you uh, if you hang out and just, um, you know, like, mm-hmm, I know what you're doing. And maybe it comes back up. Maybe it doesn't. 
no, you're not an asshole. You're just an attentive husband who didn't, who, who saw a situation and you realize, Hey, you're trying to take care of you later on when I'm trying to take care of me. I just also better, you know, be given a little bit of courtesy there. Do you feel better that I gave my perspective first or yeah, I do. I do. Cause, cause for me, it was like, if you were like, no, yeah, absolutely. You're an asshole. I would have been like, Oh, well maybe there is not a tit for tat in a situation the way I assumed that there would be, but no, you kind of went there too. <laughs> it's all relative. Um, but yeah. So, okay. My last, am I the asshole? Am I the asshole for calling my friend a bigot for being against diversity in Hollywood? Bear with me, Matt. Here we go. I, female, 46, and friend, male, 50. I had just finished watching the new Little Mermaid. Loved it. We're talking about the live action remake with Hallie, who is beautiful, stunning, iconic, amazing. Um. And I made a passing comment about how I didn't understand why there was so much controversy about the main actress being a person of color. This somehow led into a huge conversation about diversity in Hollywood. He is also, male, 50, friend, he is also ticked off that the new Snow White is also apparently going to be a person of color. I mean, honestly, I had no idea he cared this much about the supposed integrity in fairy tales. I am... I'm looking forward to how they're going to spin the tale. After a very lengthy discussion, I said I was going to post his final point here and let Reddit be the judge. I was exhausted by the end of the conversation and did end up calling him a bigot. His final point is as follows. Quote, if I were to make a movie about my years in high school, it would have to be an all-white cast and no black people, no Asian people, no indigenous <laughs> people, and nobody who was gay or bisexual. Telling me I would have to use people of other races and other sexual orientations would make it not true. Because there weren't any people like that in my high school. If someone is making a movie that doesn't include people of color or a different sexual orientation, they shouldn't be penalized for it. It's just going down the checklist and ticking off all of the token actors you have in it. He also tried to point out that apparently there is a new show out where a black woman plays Anne Bullen. I don't know if you've seen this controversy, Matt, and wanted to know how I felt about it. I am practically obsessed with Anne Bolin, and I'm excited to see this and really interested to see how they work it. Yes, I'm aware that Anne Bolin was, in fact, almost startlingly white, but I honestly don't see why it should matter so much. I really feel like he's being bigoted, but I will accept an I'm an asshole judgment if I'm overreacting. And I'm not overreacting, but can someone please help me explain it to him? I feel like he talks me in circles until I don't know what I'm defending anymore. So, thoughts, <laughs> Matt? <laughs> I mean, that's a lot right there. Uh, it is so much. So, please do not feel obligated to to download everything in your brain. But <laughs> Well, it's just like, I don't know. It's one of those things where like, on one hand, 
if you grew up like if you went to school in a rural area and like all the families had lived there forever and you know moms and cousins and uncles and everything like family trees look like uh like vines and it's hard it's hard to know who's related in what way to what family trees look like wreaths yeah exactly yeah Um, both sides of my family are from west virginia you're not offending anything by saying that so i'm just like (laughs) yeah it's just it just becomes this weird this this like like uh like your your uncle is also your cousin by marriage on another side like when you when it when it is that way if everybody's white then yeah like having having a black character in that particular movie if it was made about you it would not make sense because that was not a thing uh do i agree with like the checking off a token box i think while sometimes that may be true or may have been true i don't think that that's the case now i think it's just like why can't we tell this story with like this character or this person how can we better tell this story in a new light in comparison to what it has always been told as like those there's always to me there's it seems like there's always reason for it and Mm -hmm. you can tell when there is reason for it and when there's not reason for it in those so like like I have like discrepancies in those points where like, yes, you're kind of an asshole, but also kind of not an asshole. But in the end, it's kind of like if you have to talk in circles and ask if you're the asshole about those things, you kind of might be the asshole and you should just like maybe (laughs) maybe like give it up and just be like, whatever, dude, I'm I'm going to go over here. (laughs) Um, Okay, so. First and foremost, let me preface this by saying anyone who wants to hold some critique about Disney, I'm here for it. Specifically, I told my husband once Disney bought the rights to Star Wars from Lucas or Fox Lucas Films. Lucas Films. Thank you, Matt. God, Lucas Films. I told him Disney is going to stern is disney is going to turn the star wars universe into a cash cow where they are just gonna sit here and wring the neck of every little juicy detail of character development and side story and mini series that they can get out of this massive universe until it's cheapened it's awful the storytelling's awful all the things and guess what the hell happened matt that (laughs) you can say what you want um but what's his face of the um with emily what's her face from game of thrones with the young harrison ford what was that yeah. yeah uh solo yes the han solo movie my husband was so excited to watch it in theaters i was so excited to watch it with him the uh i was less than excited about the previews legitimately the first fucking time i have ever paid that much money to take a nap in a man in a movie theater <laughs> i like the the han the han solo movie was the first movie that i fucking <laughs> fell asleep to in the movie theater and i stand by that a hundred percent so I totally understand some critique about Disney and where their thoughts are about some of the movies that they're developing and maybe what their motives are with things like this or, um, you know, specifically the like live action remakes of a lot of the Disney characters. 
However, there was a comment on this Reddit post that I really identified with. Um, specifically, first and foremost, fairy tales are fiction. Fun fact. Don't know if anybody knew this. Fairy tales are fiction. Period. Yep. Doesn't matter who is the role or who's the main character, who are the supporting characters, any of that. They're fiction. Second, most of these tales were written by men who probably never saw a black person. So, of course, they described yeah. them as yeah. white. But that doesn't mean that they have to be any one color. Thousands, and this is not my uh, an original thought of my own brain. I'm reading somebody else's comment. Thousands of little black girls were mesmerized by a white Ariel. Why can't thousands of little white girls be mesmerized by a black Ariel? Absolutely. Why would no one force this actor to cast his hypothetical autobiography in any way differently than he wants specific to the original prompt, whatever. Um, <laughs> this person ends the comment by saying your friend is a bigot and trying to justify it by claiming quote, but this is how it's always been End quote too bad for him. The world turns and change is constant. And yeah. I know I've talked a lot about my career, about working in public safety, law enforcement. It is my favorite criminal justice answer to get where I'm like, well, why do we do this specific process in 16 different steps when I'm looking at this and I'm just asking, like, we could probably do it in six. Oh, no, it's just how it's always been done. Okay, <laughs> but that doesn't mean. Yeah. That that's the most efficient or right way, you know? Um, but yeah, I I picked this prompt specifically because it feels super uh, well-timed. It feels like it's something that both of us would have a strong opinion about. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm also from the perspective of a parent, like, you know, my two-year-old She's going to have a different connotation about the Little Mermaid than I did growing up. And I don't think that's a bad thing, man. Thoughts? Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that's a bad thing. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where, like, parents can choose to do whatever parents choose to do. And I often have this, like, psychotic break um, when I, like, would pick up the girls or drop the girls off at school when it's like there is n nobody that like looks like my kids for my kids to see and if there are there's only like maybe two or three of them they're spread out between age ranges so it's not like they actually would interact with each other and i don't know how you could choose and want to choose to live in a place with so little diversity and furthermore like why you would choose to only take in content that has no uh no diversity into it like it, just even a little bit where like you know gender swapping or a role that like is that's not necessary to do it but like telling this role from the perspective of a female now is different and fresh and it's like oh i i wouldn't have thought about that and i'm not disappointed um like you know for instance 
uh, I don't think I enjoyed the movie specifically because it just wasn't my kind of like, I thought I was expecting more action than it had. And it was more of like a spy thriller than I was expecting. But the role of Angelina Jolie in Salt was actually originally written for Tom Cruise. What? Yeah. And he turned it. Yeah. He turned it down. So then they changed it uh, because she was interested. So they changed the entire role to be her. So it was written, all of those fight scenes were written to be a man fighting. And when they went to go change the scenes, she fought on some of those, uh, some of those changes because she was like, why can't I do it? Like, why wouldn't I be able to do this? Some of it like. Pause for the cause, Matt. You're telling, (laughs) okay, hold on. Let's regroup. You're telling me that salt. That's Mm -hmm. the one where Angelina Jolie, spoiler alert, is a Russian sleeper Mm -hmm. spy. Okay. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Awesome movie. I didn't didn't go into it expecting the right thing. I'm not saying it was You are telling me that that role was originally written for Tom fucking Hanks? Tom Cruise. Oh, sorry. Pardon me. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Cruise? Yeah. Extra interesting if it was written for Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, yeah. (laughs) I'm getting like terminal flashbacks <laughs> yeah um no yeah absolutely it was that's that's what it was written for really yeah um and i think it might have even gone to like pre-production with him still attached and then he dropped out for whatever reason and like yeah and then she took over and i always think that that is super interesting because that happens more often than people think where an actor is attached and then they have to change it. And then, yeah, it just becomes this weird thing. Okay. Um, I just pulled up the Wikipedia page. Not that you needed any extra verification <laughs> that what you're saying. No, I could be true. wrong. No, I could fact check me. I could be wrong. I can't remember. No. <laughs> um, originally written with a male protagonist with Tom Cruise initially secured for the lead. Okay, I see, I see. Yeah, and I think that that in itself changed the dynamic of that movie. And I wanted to go see it more because it was this badass female spy. I just didn't know it was going to, I didn't know what the movie was specifically going to be about. And that kind of like threw me for a loop watching it. And uh, yeah, so the scene specifically that got the most flack was her fighting in the back of like the armored truck. Yep. Because she was, she was getting worked bad and they were like, we can't show this scene. We cannot have this woman getting beat this badly. And in a, like in this situation, we have to do something different. Can't he just smack her and throw her to the ground? And ultimately that fight scene stayed the way it was supposed to be because she said why can't it be if i'm in this role and i'm doing this thing you think they're just going to smack me and do you think i'm just going to take it and i was like well, damn here on home's room that was uh matt holmes with his random movie fact for <laughs> the podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But bingo card have- if you have not seen that movie, please go watch it and report back to us. Um, I am particularly a huge fan of thriller, um, action, comedy, spy movies. Um, so for me, Salt was like a really great uh, breath of fresh air when I was like super bored with everything else that was out and about. So um, 
for me, it feels like Angelina Jolie is like super overdone and just like, mm-hmm. but I really loved that movie. And um, yeah, it was great. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got Go one that. more. Absolutely. I got one more. And this Go one, ahead, I, did pull, I did pull the, uh, <laughs> I did pull the, the description because I had to know, cause I was like, wait, what? Uh, and this one is, am I the asshole for beating my husband at wrestling in front of our kids? <laughs> And I thought it was so funny. And I was like, wait, what? Let me get some context. So uh, am I the asshole? Um, so some background. I, 32 female, grew up an athlete, played three varsity sports in high school, went on to play D1 softball in college. My husband, 33 male, played sports casually as a kid, then uh, did a few seasons of high school football and nothing in college. Uh, we met shortly after graduation. And while we were, while we never, uh, tested it at the, um, at the time, I think we both knew that I was, um, that I was likely stronger. Um, so sorry, my phone decided, there we go. Swiping on a picture is bringing up everything else. Um, uh, they, uh, last night my hubby and I, uh, each, had a few glasses of wine while we were watching some random TV show and the uh, main female fought several men at once. And one, my six-year-old son and eight-year-old daughter began to debate the topic, which led to a family discussion and gender roles and stuff, which eventually led to uh, talking me into uh, wrestling my husband. Um, and sorry, I lost my spot. No, I lost my spot, and now I can't pull it back up. Um, that's what I get for screenshotting, and it won't. It's <laughs> it's it cuts off like that last little bit. That's my fault. But uh, it says they wrestled. Uh, he lost, and he claimed to have let her win. That was the uh, the, the the gist of the spot that's cut off that I can't see. Um, Woof, bro. So was 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 she the asshole for beating him, um, or not? uh... Uh, if it was legitimately she beat him no she's not the asshole is the husband the asshole by (laughs) saying oh i let her win i would say yes he's probably the asshole and um i think that as a a parent that would be a very fun unique opportunity for you to teach your kids uh i don't know a fun creative lesson about like you know sometimes women can yeah. men's ass or you know yeah. what, you know i don't know where we weren't there we don't know his side of the story mm-hmm. this that whatever the hell every, everything else that comes with that you know whole discussion over um i'm just off of face value of the facts uh as presented by <laughs> Matt Holmes in his <laughs> description of the incident. I'm going to say that the guy is the asshole by saying, "Oh, I let her win." If that was not actually an accurate description of what happened, yeah. <laughs> because to me, that sounds like fragile ego, mm-hmm. or you know. And also, um, as somebody who is raising a very, very young son, um, a full embodiment of all of the stereotypes of 
you know, men can't show weakness. They can't show any type of emotional, you know, vulnerability, all of the things that come with that. So I stand by my answer, Matt. I said, I said what I said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She, she's definitely not the asshole in that no. situation. Uh, winners get to write the history, man. That's what they say. Right. Um, uh, but um, no, yeah, that's I, like I said, I, I thought that one was funny um and and deserved a little bit of context but oh i love that one that was great <laughs> yeah we're coming up on on the uh the end of this here episode and i still love wrapping up the episode with uh, uh that's what she said so what we got today my friend um my that's what she said is uh specific to the topic of this episode matt and i have had some creative discussion about am i the asshole and in the um the context of your journey not to sound super granola your adventure everything that comes with that is uh somebody will always think that you are the asshole even with the best intentions you will still likely be the villain in somebody's story that does not necessarily mean that you are a bad person. That doesn't necessarily mean that you are somebody who is operating under ill intentions. Um, every story needs to have a villain. Um, do not let the fear of you being perceived negatively by somebody stop you from acting in the best interest of you, your um your emotional and your mental health and all the things that come with it um i recently had a very interesting discussion with a family member who was dead to me <laughs> um who popped back into my life um and they kind of clarified after uh my mom had died my mom's family had treated her like garbage for the last couple of years that she was alive. And then after she passed away, came around asking for money, all of the fun, super toxic family things that come with death and the crow's circle. If you have um, read my book, shout out lessons I learned from two dead parents available now on Amazon. One of the lessons is when death comes, the crow's circle those are specific examples of crows in my life who um, after my mom died, treated her like garbage, came in, felt like they were entitled to settlement money, all of the fun things that come with that. Um, no matter what, when you are trying to better yourself, better your life, leave the world better than you found it, there will still probably be someone who is envious of how you are operating they're envious of um you know the values that you live your life by or they are just upset in general that their life doesn't look like yours and that's okay um do not let the fear of being perceived negatively by someone who does not understand any intimate details of your life or how you operate stop you from doing the right thing or doing something that is healthy for you your family 
your mental health, your emotional health, or any of that. So, um, do not be afraid to be the asshole. This is the Am I the Asshole episode. Do not be afraid to be perceived as the asshole from someone who does not understand 100% of where you're coming from, the full context of the situation, all the things that come with that. So, that's what she said, Matt. Um, let me step down from my soapbox, but also let you know that um, if you are coming from the best of intentions, if you are coming from a good place and you know that you are only here to put good into the world and be a good person, anybody who thinks differently is not your intended audience. Yeah. That's what she said, Matt. <laughs> love that period perfect uh yeah i love that um i no words no words that's it that's all i got you like that's that's 100 percent it um people are in your life to either teach you lessons or to show you what you shouldn't do so um nope, nope. reach uh i appreciate that and i appreciate you and this episode and uh and doing some quick math this episode will be out the week before christmas uh so i hope that you have in the future a merry christmas with your family same matt i hope you have a great uh christmas and you enjoy some of mama home's great quiche and yeah. all the fun things that come with that and that you get to um, continue to love on your daughters and give them some of the magic and joy of Christmas that I am just now starting to be able to put onto my own children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm excited. And I'm excited that, like, I made a new friend that, like, we get to have these conversations once a week and, you know, how that's going to go and you know, spoiler alert, the way we plan these episodes, we will probably take a break. So we might not have these conversations every week uh, on our side, but for you guys, it'll continuously be episodes and you will have known that because by the time this airs, we might not be talking every week. But um, I, again, I appreciate you and everything that you do. I appreciate all you listeners for everything that you're doing, you know, get involved. Join the conversation. Tag us in your Christmas pictures. Whatever you got to do, because we want to see you just as much as you want to hear us. So we adore you. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Holmes Room podcast, and we will catch you next week <laughs> when we were what on Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, future past us. Is now future us, and future us is now past us. Oh God, man! Mm. You know I have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> the bell is about to ring. If you want to drop us a voice message or simply ask a question, you can do that by clicking the link in the show notes below. Be sure to leave us a five-star review. It helps more people find us. Theme music by Kinsey. More music available on Spotify. Remember, every day is a class. Go learn something.